Today on Locked On Rockies, ending the season on a positive note. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the fifth day of October, the final day of Colorado Rockies baseball in the year 2022. I'm your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team each and every single day. And uh, if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You are in the right place because that's what we do. We talk Rockies all the time. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect tonight with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simple Simply Safe 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonmlb to learn more. Today on Locked On Rockies, we are going to be giving you our positives. I want to end the season on a positive note. Some of the things that I saw this year that would to be encouraged by something that makes you feel better. And for those that say, why are you watching the Rockies? What's the point of watching the Rockies? And uh, let's start with Brendan Rogers, folks. Brendan Rogers. Uh, I said that next year would be a full breakout, but we had some, uh, you know, one of our loyal listeners out there saying that isn't this season already uh, basically his ba- his breakout? And uh, yeah, I mean, I was just hoping that we get to see a season of really, really uh, of this Brennan Rogers the whole time. And 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 it's not to say that it's that that beginning of the year was so bad for Brennan Rogers, but he has gone on to be someone who has been really good for the Rockies, probably the best overall player. For the Colorado Rockies, if you're going to pick your MVP for the season, uh, my vote would probably go to Brendan Rodgers. He is uh, one of the best defensive, if not the best defensive shortstop in second base when it comes to certain statistical categories. He just ripped a ball right into the shift there uh, in this game. But he took what was an abysmal start, a nightmare start, and he turned it into not only a successful season, but a productive season. Brendan Rodgers, 4.4 war this year. And uh, that basically is, it matches basically his, his war for his entire career at this point. Uh, I know he hasn't played a ton with only really the last two years being the first two years we've gotten to see from Brendan Rodgers. But if this is just the potential, if this is just the first step for Brendan Rodgers to make uh, to, to, for, for on his career as he continues to get better, we're going to see a really, really good second baseman, potentially superstar level. I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this will be something that the Rockies can have in their in their mindset where if Brendan Rodgers is going to be producing at this and could maybe even produce more since he's going to be going into his third full season next year or maybe avoid uh, the... the uh, the IL a little bit more, got playing in 136 games, but he was tremendous. I mean, he really has been wonderful for the Rockies this year. 267 batting average, 72 runs, 63 RBIs, an OBP of 326, a slugging of 410, an OPS of 736, an OPS plus 
of 97. I mean, that's uh, all of these numbers are higher than his career over. Uh, some of these numbers are higher than it's a higher OPS plus than he's had in his career. Is it's a higher OPS than he's had in in, in the uh, short stints in 1920 and his full season last year. He has improved and he's shown that he is an elite defender. He is a a someone that is going to uh, going to win a gold glove hopefully one of of these years. He's uh, I think the Rockies as a whole we're going to get dinged for their defensive performance this year just because of how the season started and and kind of continued up into the middle part of the season, but we've seen Brendan Rodgers be effective as a uh, as a defender here for the Rockies. He uh has a fielding percentage of 984, just like he did last year. Ten errors on uh, on the season, but uh, still not so much compared to to to, to some others. He he's someone that man, he's just he is leads the defensive. He leads the entire National League in uh, wins above replacement and in WAR, according to at least uh, um, Baseball Reference, at 3.0. He's uh, they've turned the most double plays in the National League. Thanks to him. Uh, He has been someone that that really has uh, has dominated and and leads in putouts as well. So someone that really, really is uh, going to be a, a solid contributor for the Rockies, someone that you can feel insanely confident in. Uh, with with going forward, I have no concerns. This going into the off season into this year, it was what will Brendan Rodgers look like as a, a, with another season fully confirmed as the everyday starting short or second baseman for the Rockies, and I'm all for it. I think Brendan Rodgers is arguably one of the most, if not the most, exciting player currently on the Rockies roster. I know some of these young guys uh, will see they can be, but Brendan Rodgers uh, seems to be legit, and and he's someone that. Uh, didn't get the same opportunities that some of these younger guys are, are getting. When when you look at Rodgers and uh, when you look at his appearances before he got uh, when he before he was playing every day, he only got about a hundred and two plate appearances in 2019 and 2020. Uh, when you look at what the Rockies were doing at the end of this year, turning to their young guys and getting Tolia, uh, Montero, uh, getting now Tovar up here for for at bats, and uh, you know Sean Bouchard, like we were talking about yesterday, the Rockies clearly changed their 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 mindset and their thought approach to getting their their younger players some playing time because I don't think they wanted to see what I don't think they wanted to do the same thing with Brendan Rodgers or as they did with Brendan Rodgers because. A lot of people, myself included, said that was a mistake. What we've seen, and another positive for the Rockies this year, is that the Rockies deciding to let their young guy play, and when a season is lost like this, it was the right move. It doesn't matter. We don't we're, we we don't get a full clear picture. We don't know for sure if Montero, Antolia, Tovar, Bouchard, all these young guys are actually going to pan out in the long run. But what we did get to see is the Rockies committing to giving them actual playing time. The Rockies made the mistake with Montero earlier in the season when they called him up and they didn't do anything and he struggled in those appearances. You have to let your young guys build the confidence and build the momentum. And the last part of the season, the end of the season, was exactly the right time to do this for the Rockies. An actually good move with the development of those players. It makes sense because you're able to keep most of your vets in the lineup, especially when it comes to some of the IL stints, while also making sure that your young guys are getting playing time. But unfortunately... 
we do have to ask questions. The Rockies will have questions and, you know, some some fan favorites like Connor Joe. There was a piece uh, from Daniel Allentuck, I believe. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, you know, talking to Connor Joe and, 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 and their concern, you know, about Joe's, ri- you know, big kind of rise and fall this year. So that, that, that answer asks a, a couple of questions. But uh, those are a couple of things to be excited about and uh let's talk a little bit more about what to feel good about as rockies fans here in just a moment because we got to tell you about some of the fine people that help make this show possible and uh that is simply safe the numbers don't lie in the last decade over four million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. And you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Talking about things to feel good about uh, as Rockies fans right now. Spent the uh, first part of the show highlighting how good Brendan Rodgers has been and how important he has been to the team, especially bouncing back and uh, paving the way for hopefully a nice, bright future. And I got some kind words in the live chat here from Eric Harper, one of our listeners here. Thank you, Paul, for making my first Rocky season feel inclusive and bringing shows every day for better or worse. That's what we do around here, Eric. We do it for fans like you. And uh, happy to have you along. Tough year to, to sign up with the Rockies, but uh, you've been a uh, you know really uh, positive throughout the whole thing, and I applaud you for that. Uh, but we're keeping it positive. We're keeping the energy positive, and I want to ho- highlight. And we're going to dive deeper into some of these players, but it's just things to realize and, and just kind of make us as we're got, we're feeling the good vibes right now with the Rockies is that they're playing a great little stretch here in LA after bouncing back from arguably one of their worst losses of the entire season. Uh, another ca- uh, player that would be an MVP style candidate for your team, uh, you know, if you're picking just the MVP of your team, is Daniel Bard. Folks, this was uh, this has turned out to be a wonderful move for the Rockies and someone that I'm confident in next year. I think he really grew through. I think throughout this second half, he's been there. His reflection on on his role and his growth and how he actually ended up still with the Rockies and how he has this opportunity still with the club. I think means a lot. And I think when uh, with the Rockies having someone that you know you can turn to to close out a game is a really good feeling. And I, and and he's done a really, really good job. In five less innings, he cut his hit rate down in, from 2021. He gave up 69 hits in 65 innings last year. 
He gave up 35 hits this year and had 34 saves. That's 14 more saves than he had last year and five less innings pitched. He cut down the earned runs by 16, five less home runs, 11 less walks, and a little, a few less strikeouts. You have to imagine with the way he pitches, he probably still would finish the under 80 strikeouts that he had in 2021 last year. But across the board, it's a massive improvement for the Rockies uh, closer right there. And there's really no sign or worry that you have with Daniel Bard right now, especially with the way he's been able to come out and close games for the Rockies at the end of the season and go multiple innings. Bard is easily the piece of the bullpen that you feel the most confident in. And, and, and when the Rockies actually turned to him in the second half of the year, there were still some times where the walks and some issues that Bard faced, just like a lot of, of there. But to get this, uh, uh, this many saves, which I believe is a career high in saves. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, I know he was a um, a starter before or um, no, that wasn't a starter. He's always been in the bullpen and such. But uh, this is a career high in saves. He was, again, 60 innings pitched, cuts everything down, and gets a nice solid value deal with the Rockies. And I think he's going to be someone that is an invaluable resource in the locker room, especially when it comes to being a pitcher and now being able to be someone that's gone and, and handled and pitched at altitude because someone who got out of the league because of the yips, because of the mental battle and mental struggle of the game of baseball and how, how much it can bear down on you, to now bounce back and be the premier closer, and I would say one of the better closers in baseball. Uh, I mean, I don't think that um, there's he, he certainly don't, doesn't have the same uh, the same uh, pomp and circumstance as as your as your Edwin Diaz. But when you look at uh, you know, for example, uh, ESPN's top uh, closer report, Daniel Bard is in the top five. Daniel Bard is 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 right up there and, and has more saves this year than 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 Diaz. He outperformed. I know Josh Hader fell off, but when you look at it, there's only uh, uh, at least looking at this, there's only a few more team, uh, you know, four more pitchers that uh, you know a site like ESPN think was better than Daniel Bard this year. And Daniel Bard had one of the best save percentages, and uh, I think on a quick glance, one of the highest save percentages. It looks like the second. Uh, just behind Hater there, but Hater has uh, considerably, uh, you know, less uh, innings pitched than uh, than Bard in in these instances as well. So I mean, when we when you're looking at someone with a with at least the 60 innings pitched when it uh, for for closing, Daniel Bard has has it. He has a higher save percentage, very slightly over Edwin Diaz. He has a higher save percentage than Jordan Romero and Liam Hendricks and Kenley Jansen and Emmanuel. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and Emmanuel Clays. I mean, it, it's close, but he's still been incredibly effective and really, really good. The best closer in the game right now, probably a stretch. But one of the best closers in the game, absolutely a, a fair thing. He's he's got a lower opponent batting average uh, against him as well. I mean, there, and he's uh, he's he's he uh, he is uh, he's been hanging out and 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 doing it in Colorado. I mean, a big reason. Even though the Rockies didn't win a lot of games, Daniel Bard was the reason they won those close games, and he was the one that you feel the most confident coming out of the bullpen. And for the Rockies to turn to to to, to turn to him and have the confidence in there, it does make you feel good. You can reevaluate the rest of the bullpen, but knowing that you're uh, knowing that you're you have a good closer and a closer that got better this year. 
as long as it's in, if if Bard regresses next year, if he even regresses to where he was in in twenty one, that you know the he'll be giving up more runs and more hits and stuff. That that's an issue. But hopefully that's not the case because you you you'd hope to imagine that he is on the path that he's getting better, especially when he reflects and he knows what it, I mean what it took to get back to this position. I, I I think Daniel Bard's story is an incredible one, and it's and it's one where it's I, we've kind of talked a little bit about this on the pod. It's tough because I'm I do always root for players. I root for like you know the, the people to get their 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 paydays. I root for them to get their opportunities while also saying ah this guy shouldn't be playing ah this guy should be you know this guy's a bum blah blah blah. Um, but I think when you, when you, I just really like learning about the human being behind, uh, the player. And I think Daniel Bard is one that it, it is a good thing to learn. And that's a totally, is that a Tovar home run? Who just hit that off of Kershaw? Well, the game is live, but I'm pretty sure Rocky's number two prospect here, Ezekiel Tovar just hit his first Major League home run off of Clayton Kershaw here while we're recording live. Absolutely unbelievable. And whoo-hoo, man, that is something to be uh, excited about there. Wow, very, very cool. Tovar, uh, that's a reason to feel good about it. And, and you are right, uh, Eric Harper. There's a lot of likable players on the Rockies. I don't have as many. My frustrations with the Rockies, of course, losing is one thing. And, and the performance of some players, sure. But most of my frustrations, the main root of my frustrations with the Rockies remain with the front office and the organizational structure of uh of this game but um man very cool uh as the Rockies uh take a take a one to nothing lead here in in the second plenty of baseball left uh here there in LA but uh that's a big moment uh to wind down the season with um let's see let's uh let's keep highlighting some uh some good stuff for the Rockies and some stuff to be excited about uh but first check this out we're wrapping up the season with feel-good stuff about the Rockies. We talked about two players that I think were really the best storylines of the Rockies uh, this season. And uh, let's not forget some of the smaller stuff, too. The Rockies and Winton Bern- giving Winton Bernard an opportunity and for him to come up and contribute to the team and for that to bring uh, a resurgence in energy and, and focus to the club was great. And and one another player, too. Jonathan Daza being as good as he was this year is something that is a massive, massive deal for the Rockies and really makes a interesting uh, wrinkle into what the Rockies are going to do with their outfield next year. Something to look forward to and something to feel good about as well is hopefully Chris Bryant is healthy next year and we know that that will impact the lineup. It's unfortunate that we didn't get to really, we the sample size was so small to see what Chris Bryant would could do, but we know that he uh, we know that he has an impact in the lineup, and uh, who knows what this team will do in the offseason. But uh, Nicholas Duval says, thanks for taking us through this rough season and telling it how it is. I'm glad I found your podcast. Hopefully next year will be better. Thank you, folks. That's I mean honestly another my favorite part again is uh, is bringing you all and doing the show live and being able to bring folks like uh you know, our two live chatters today and all of our live chatters throughout the the season. It's always a better episode for me when I see the live chat uh, have people popping in there and asking their questions because then I I get to know what's on the mind of Rockies fans out
out there and we kind of get to do the show together and, and give you guys an inside look because, I, I again, I feel like I'm very much more of a, of kind of a fan type guy. I might I, I give you some numbers. I give you my analysis. I give you my breakdowns. And I know there's a lot more people out there giving you the, the real nuts and bolts and, the, uh, and all sorts of stuff there uh, for your baseball coverage. But when I see the live chat full of people, uh, I, I think it's just some Rockies fans getting together, chatting it up. And, and you guys always bring some really great questions, which uh, which help the show uh, immensely. But uh, that's, you know, it's all all great, great. There is a, well, I appreciate that. I got even a favorite baseball person from Eric Harper. I will take that. Uh, the Rockies still my favorite team. This is my favorite podcast audience there. I don't know what's going on here uh, with this. Uh, they're taking some people away from the from uh, the stands there. Maybe they got Tovar's ball. They're trying to get Tovar's ball back. It was kind of interesting. But, folks, uh, that's going to wrap it up. And uh, since the Rockies are on, let's wrap up the podcast for today. Why don't you go and uh, make sure you can tune into the game and, and catch the Rockies for the last time this year. I will stop blabbing about it. But uh, if you're looking for more podcasts to check out today for your second listen of the day, well, why don't you go check out Locked On MLB or the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, and Locked On Nuggets podcast. Thank you, Eric Harper. Thank you, Nicholas Duvall, for popping into the live chat. And thank you all for tuning in to another season of Colorado Rockies baseball right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Really, really means a lot. Your If you subscribe, review, all that stuff, it helps the show grow. I appreciate it. And hey, guess what? We are still talking Rockies all off-season long here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. So we're going to be breaking down player reviews. We're going to be looking at the schedule. I'm going to try to cross over with as many teams as we can. I want to bring some people in, bring in guests. We're going to have a fun off-season here on the Locked On Rockies uh, uh, podcast as well. So make sure you're staying tuned in. And uh, folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.